0: Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready.
1: Do you want us to manufacture talking about the pig video again?
0: I mean, we're already talking about the pig video, and I'm really looking forward to watching that video since y'all seen it a few times. <laughs> but welcome on into the flex. It is finally game week. We made it through the pandemic preseason of 2020. Make sure I'll head on over to BroadwaySportsMedia.com. We are currently having a special where you can go to that site and sign up with code CLOWNTOWN for 30% off a premium membership for life. That deal will end up in at the kickoff for the Thursday night game between Kansas City and Houston. We are finally here for the season. It is finally time. Your fantasy drafts should be over, I hope. No one's trying to fit one in here at the last minute. I know I got requested to start one today, and I told somebody, hey, hold on. When they're listening to this, it is Thursday.
2: And I, You're I, trying I, I, to get your draft in at the last possible minute. So you have all the injury updates, all the free agents, all the cuts. This is the last Thursday possible afternoon. Thursday afternoon, not a bad
0: time. I, I got a request to set one up, and I'm going to have to really mull on that one tonight while, while we're no, sitting there. I'm, you can't I'm, start a new league the night before of the season. No, it's a, it's they're asking me to revamp a league from last year, and that'll give me six leagues total that I'm playing in this year, and I just don't know if I want to go through with that. I just, it just might be a little too bright on my horizon. Speaking of bright on my horizon, you might notice the stylish shades tonight. We knock around sunglasses that we ordered for my entire family for under $40 for three pairs of sunglasses. I say my entire family, but should we just have three pairs. They come polarized. They're great. They're they're not Oakley's or coasts so don't expect that, but they are fantastic and I've enjoyed them. These are actually my daughter's pair. They've been pretty fun. They also have kids' sunglasses, which my youngest just absolutely loves and they look fantastic on my face with the polka dots and she just went crazy don't
2: take them up; those are amazing (laughs) i'll leave them up there how about that so
0: (laughs) knock around sunglasses sponsor us why not so like i said we are here we completed our fan broadway fan to see draft last week we picked our participants we were able to get that in i think it was actually monday night we had the draft. My, this whole week's jump jamming together for me, so. But it was good. We we did have some great picks. We had some bad picks. Okay. We had some teams that I looked at today, and I went, I don't know what they were thinking. Zach, what's a, what's something that just made you go make take a double take? What's something that you could not believe happened
1: in this draft? Well, when I saw someone draft Austin Eckler in the se- as in the seventh overall pick in this league. With Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still up there. And whoever it was, it was a fan guy. And he goes by, uh, I think, Liberty University for the Blind is his team name. Because, (laughs) I mean, give me a break. Austin Eckler, seventh overall over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You got to be kidding me. Ridiculous. And let me say this. Craig, taking Derrick Henry second overall, knowing that I could have got him in the fourth the overall position really pissed me off.
0: Craig. Don't be bitter. <laughs> I personally league- love Eckler. I personally
2: love the Eckler pick. That gave me. <sighs> I sport. should tell you
1: everything you need to know right there, <laughs> <Yeah>. Liberty
2: University <laughs> for the blind. The only leagues I did not get Matthew Stafford in, I'm in six. I'm in seven total, six paid leagues. We well, have- this isn't a paid thing, but it's a competitive league. The only league I didn't get Stafford in are the two leagues that I'm in with you, Robert Greenlaw. <laughs> Greenlaw loves. I don't.
3: I don't have Stafford in this league. Oh, who yeah. got him? Little uh, twist. Minshew's mustache got him.
2: You got him in Which the. Is
3: league, Craig Wiley? Yeah, old the Kragan.
0: Craig. Other than drafting Derrick Henry two slots too early, according to Zach just atrocious awful anything else about his team stick out that anyone saw no i'll go he's not got a great <laughs> running back situation outside of that his backup running backs i mean he's he's starting levy on bell in his flex
1: Oops.
0: and ebron at tight end and then his his bench consists of who was it carry on johnson which i you cannot love his situation now considering how this offseason is gone
2: this and out the ass, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: What's the Lions? He went to the life store. What can I tell you?
0: <laughs> the store. He took he took he took Greenlaw to heart, man. On some of those Lions, baby. He's yeah, he got I, mean, that I, I didn't stack. say draft
3: their running backs. So let me tell you that he does have that yeah. Stafford
0: Galladay stack. I do but Galladay, like that. Galladay is is he working with an injury though? I think I saw. He's got a little cue, but who knows? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But that's just some stuff about his draft, and also I got real quick. Jimmy Morris, man, just two things. Your starting quarterback is Josh Allen. you drafted two Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just saw that I'm playing him, and I don't understand how I'm only going to be able to beat him by 8.1 points. Like, no, like, don't look the look dude at is starting Tariq Cohen. Yeah, Tariq like, Cohen, RB2,
3: and his next RB running backs are Alexander Madison and Tony Pollard, who I assume he's just taking as a troll move at that point uh, because he doesn't have Zeke.
2: And he's starting Allen Robinson over Will Fuller?
1: Yeah, I'm going to blow him out of the water. We may make some changes there, but I Elliot. saw two Chicago Bears, and I was like, I'm "Yeah,
2: I'm done. I mean, with how this many one. points are the Bears – how many yards total are the Bears' offense going to even be able to put up? There's only so many to go around.
3: Wow. Yeah. and then, I also – go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just piling on a little bit to Ronan, he has DeAndre Swift as a starting running back, which is – it's yikes. And he also has two starting tight ends right now, which is, is not a good situation. Zach's very anti-tight end in your league at all, and he's got two of them in his starting lineup. They are good ones Silly. still.
1: He does yeah, have two make-
2: top five tight ends, but he doesn't have Kittle or Kelsey. So uh, this is a good guess who's justified. got
1: Kittle, this guy does. Ho Ho-ho. ho ho! I'm, I'm rolling with Hayden
0: Hurst in our league. I'm going to, I'm going to see how far that carries me. See if my hunch is correct on going down to Atlanta and see what he's going to be doing there. But that's my problem with my lineup. Just if we're in all fairness, I, I think I took a lot of players that I'm hoping are good, but if my starters aren't good, my bench is shit. And I, I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of help there. And I'm going to have to be playing the waiver wire often. Well, I your
2: starters this are freaking good way. though. Yeah, they yeah, are. But I'm, I'm also all. projecting <laughs> in
0: a few places and I'm hoping there's no injuries crossing places and i'm hoping there's not a whole lot of regression for some of them so yeah i know they're awesome and they look great but i'm just looking at them going well i don't have a whole lot of help behind them
2: my so. team is amazing and i love it thank you
1: aren't <laughs> you like 10th place already yeah projected yeah, to that, finish m- tenth. that means a whole lot
2: didn't we talk about this i said i was getting an f in those stupid draft grade things and boom here we are well, you're on your way
0: to a second place overall finish losing in the championship. Yeah. What happens if
3: you Johnny get plus? probably got a first place A plus or whatever it is. What did exactly. he get? Exactly.
2: That's my point. What did he get? <laughs> so, moving on, we are
0: talking about the drafts of our, our fans.
3: I don't know anybody's
2: team name. So, Zach, Johnny got ninth. So, that probably means you're going to lose the league on Oh, I got first. Yeah. yeah. The
1: Nashville Wampus Cats is first place already. Yeah, they are. That surprise. I think someone in that middle group. Because I, I sit at the great advice couch. I think someone in that middle group would finish sixth in the
0: projected may may actually take the whole thing.
2: We need a oh okay. We need a uh, drop for the great advice couch. We need some sort of sound music. Well, obviously jingle. a horse. A horse would be great. Okay, I'll work on that for next week. But that's in that's- the meantime. <laughs> <we'll be fine. laughs>
0: You can grab that later and send it to me. That's perfect. So moving on, because like we touched on, we're kind of shifting our news segment is going to be less about advice and who to monitor as far as draft status and drafting to now we're monitoring the news to who possibly to start throughout the week. Things are affecting other players and, and, and what could, you know, pinball off of that. Just to go real quick through these or to go through them. uh, First, the first bit of news that I came across. uh, Thank you, Zach, for for, uh, helping me out with this. Uh, David Montgomery has a growing injury and is was very limited in practice. But everything I read was that they're going to try to give him a full go. But any kind of a leg injury to that position has, has to have you worried going into the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I was already worried to begin with because he's not that very efficient when he has the ball in his hands and they don't like giving him the ball. So, I've been extremely out on David Montgomery. I was a David Montgomery owner last year and it was it was terrible to try to watch him run in between the tackles and run on the outside. It was it it felt like it felt like a chore and then I at the end of the game it felt like I had ran the ball because it was it was just pure torture watching him try to run the ball. I know he's lost weight and all this stuff, but he's already got a groin injury that's going to linger off and on all season. I, I'm kind of just I'm just out on the Bears. There's there's just no redeeming quality about the Bears, and that includes the Bears defense. And
3: you might be thinking there. Well, if Montgomery's out, should I start Cohen? And the answer is no, because it sounds like they're going to still try to play Montgomery injured, and that's never a good situation. Cohen's not going to get enough touches if that's the case to so be you half of no a bad situation.
1: Right. Oh, no, thanks. Together, they make a half of a running back. One. I yep. mean, they're 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 even together. They're not even that good.
0: Yeah, you're not going to start those guys one and two. Yeah. And why would you have them on your draft t- this early anyway on <laughs> your team?
1: Ask Jimmy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm dad is also, at the same time. <laughs> my dad is also starting Tariq Cohen. Oh, Godspeed to him.
0: Agreed. <laughs> All right. So next bit of mo- uh, news, News. Uh, Mike Evans reported to have a hamstring injury and is in doubt for Sunday. In fact, the Bruce Arians saying they're going to take it right on at the game time, which uh, those are the kind of questionable news that I hate to hear about. Cause I'd like to know one way or the other going in, whether you can count on someone, especially of the caliber of Evans, uh, JG what's your thoughts on this?
2: I think it's pretty important because Mike Evans is obviously a fantasy like stud. If you drafted Mike Evans, you're relying on him this week. I would have not ever drafted Mike Evans this year, but if you did, you're going to be you were planning to play him week 1. Sure. I also kind of think the Bucks offense in general might get off to a slow start. You know, Brady's trying to learn Bruce Arians' system, which means it's the first time in 20 years he's coming into week 1 with a new system, you know. And the Saints have a really good defense, so I'm this this downgrades the whole Buccaneers offense to me. You know, you look at like if you if you try to use point totals to maybe guess how well an offense might do that day. Like, I would drop the Bucks a couple points for losing Mike Evans. Obviously, Chris Godwin's target share should be great, but the real winner here is our boy Scotty Miller, who was Bro, like a joke Scottie when Miller we podcast. <laughs> he was like a joke the first time we brought him up, but then he kind of started getting some legitimate camp buzz. And now it's never
3: joked about Scotty Miller. I would never do that. Always one hundred percent serious. Yes.
2: He's gonna be a legitimate player week one. So if you do it, if you were relying on Mike Evans and you were weak at wide receiver depth, hopefully you can grab Scotty Miller and plug him in and hope for the best.
1: I would I would counter that this is actually good news for OJ Howard. And Mm. he goes undrafted in probably a majority of leagues, it seems like. But with Mike Evans gone, I think the main benefactor is going to be a tight end. And I think it's going to be OJ Howard. I don't know if they'll use Gronk as much as what everybody thinks they will. I mean, I saw Gronk go in like the fifth round and drafted it earlier tonight. I'm I'm thinking that this helps OJ Howard, but I am with you. I'm down on this whole Buccaneers passing offense.
0: You know, anything to add?
3: No, I was just going to say the Long term for Mike Evans, I believe he had a hamstring injury at the end of last year, and okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if this is a carryover from that or what, but it is. It is concerning if you're a Mike Evans owner week one. And last year, the the benefactor of him being out was Brashad Perryman, which leads me to think that Scotty Miller will have a decent amount of production here. But again, it's a different, completely different uh, quarterback here, one who can actually see. So we'll see what what that does
0: so moving on next our our i think our only non-injury related piece of news that we touched on earlier was adrian peterson uh, back in the nfc north uh, signing with the detroit lions uh, this has got to if you were already kind of iffy about the detroit backfield this has got to set you back even further wouldn't you
1: say uh, zach this is stinky this is just a stinky situation and there are people that spent high draft capital with deandre swift and i know that Adrian Peterson can't catch the ball. And I know that's a big deal. But obviously, Matt Patricia has no clue what the hell he's doing on this team when it comes to the run game. I mean, they spent a high draft pick on Carrion Johnson. The turnaround spent another high draft pick on DeAndre Swift. And now they've signed Adrian Peterson. It is a mess. And no matter how high that you're drafting DeAndre Swift this year, you're not going to see the benefit this year. And I just will hold on to that with especially with the injuries that he's already having as a rookie when rookies have injuries right out of the gate it takes a pretty big hit to their overall production throughout the whole course of the year delays their development you just don't know if you can count on them it's it's a bad
0: situation odell beckhams
2: are super rare but i do think like how much does adrian peterson have left in the tank you know washington has a pretty like I mean, I wouldn't call it a very solid backfield situation. Obviously, everyone's high on Antonio Gibson, but who else do they have? And they said, this guy can't help us this year. So I wonder if Peterson's going to take touches. He may just be a guy that they were like, we got two young running backs. Adrian Peterson's available. Let's get him in here. Have him teach those, these guys a thing or two about being a pro running back. And if he breaks, he breaks because we already have these two guys we like. I'm still out on the whole situation, but I also wonder how much impact is he really going to have? Well, apparently, Maybe, he was but, having
1: a really great camp, and it was a surprise that he got cut. Yeah, but i I just don't think he fits that what that offense wants to do yeah. under norv Turner or Scott Turner.
2: Daryl Bevel.
3: Oh no, you know,
1: well, he's talking about Washington. Washington. but
3: yeah. as I mean, the last time we checked on DeAndre Swift, they didn't know what his they couldn't find a role for him in the offense. Right. And this is Daryl Bevel, who you know, was very run heavy with Seattle. you would You would assume the same here in Detroit, but that wasn't the case.
0: So one thing why I I thought immediately why they picked him up was kind of to go along with your point, JG, is just what Washington was like, let's just throw him out there early. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Well, this I think buys you a few games to, to keep getting DeAndre Swift ready for, for the right. So I'm I'm looking at DeAndre Swift Right. The, so I'm with the at,
1: as high as he's been drafted, DeAndre Swift needed to be a starter week one. And no, now yeah, people yeah, are probably I, regretting it.
0: For sure, but from a football you know, I know it's a foot- more football perspective, yeah. but just this is probably the reason they did to buy themselves a few weeks here, more than likely to have Adrian Peterson to at least have as a running back as an extra body while they don't have to just throw Swift to the Wolves Wolves, so he's really not having a, um, a stellar camp. He's not picking it up. So that's that's one reason I thought that they did it was just, just for a few weeks, buy a rental, and then we'll see what happens. He may even get released about that fourth or fifth week.
1: To put Adrian, a bow in this talk, Peterson. like Frank Gore – Adrian Peterson will not go away and he will not go away quietly on fantasy for fantasy purposes. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Adrian Peterson will get way too many snaps and way too many carries to make it a viable situation for any of the three in the in Denver in that backfield.
2: Detroit. That's totally, that's totally fair. You should definitely operate under that assumption, I think.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, we said it, we told you previously, don't draft anybody from that, backfield you should have yeah. listened because it's just I think
2: you said words. Denver there Zach because I think
1: you're <laughs> yeah. comparing them because oh, they're sorry they're, they're both yeah, situations Detroit, I think you're Detroit, one Detroit Denver from.
2: you know D, D teams be yep. on the screen be on the screen everyone yep. will get it because everyone's watching YouTube they're not listening yeah. trying to
0: catch Zach more tonight since we didn't catch something last week which I will not bring up anyway yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> on
2: down to Brandon Cook's
0: quad injury questionable for tomorrow night so this is uh, this is kind of big if you tonight, have tonight a- baby Tonight's Thursday, Thursday morning night. show. You're right. Thursday night. Thank you. Sorry about that timing. It's so bright and sunny out. Um, right. <laughs> for, for Cooks, you've got to make that decision. You've got to be paying attention to the news coming out uh, right up to game time. I don't know if you're really counting on him, but you might have drafted him. You may be putting him in the flex.
2: Right. Is that enough oh. of the delay for you, Zach? Anyway. Yeah, uh, I still, it, it makes me there. feel better. Still yeah, that, that smugness was still
0: there for sure. Yeah, I can't help it. I'm, I'm just uh, naturally smug, I guess. But that's <laughs> just something you're going to have to pay attention to. I don't know. How do you, how do you think this is going to affect overall owners? Are they looking for, for him? Are they counting on him? Or is this just a situation where you put him on the bench and see how he's doing next week? That
2: one, the latter. But also, Will Fuller, until he gets hurt, is a bona fide starting wide receiver one. Now, he probably will get hurt. But until then, he's got to be in your lineup. I think he's I a must at, at this point,
1: I agree. I succeed, I succeed, succeed? C- I see, I concede that um, Will Fuller is is the guy to have.
3: The, the problem <laughs> is he's probably only going to be healthy for three weeks. The thing with Brandon Cooks and is- And then he'll only sh- be
2: out for three weeks, and then he'll be back.
3: No, he'll be out for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, the thing with Cooks is you shouldn't have drafted him to be a starter. If you're, dra- if you're drafting him and he was a starter on your team, that's an issue. And you should be starting someone off your bench because I, I'm not trusting him. And he's injured al- seemingly almost as much as Will Fuller is.
1: And so I hate Thursday night injuries because, mm-hmm. especially when they're game time decisions, because a lot of times, sometimes people are out doing something at the time that you can make that roster switch and it's actually announced that he's not playing. It's a little bit easier on a Sunday. And this, if you take the risk that you put in Brandon Cooks, and he only sees like ten passing snaps before he re-injures whatever he's injured—I can't remember off the top of my head—what he injured. Quad. Quad. If he re-injures his quad, you're sunk. Yep. This to me is a no-play zone. Do not play him. Put it. Put it in there. I don't care if he's if they say he's good to go. Don't play him. It's not worth the risk. And like Greenlaw said, you should have never drafted him so high that he's actually your week one starter.
0: I don't have any examples of this, but I feel bad for someone who say who say uh, has Mike Evans that they did draft to be a starting receiver, and they've got Cook <laughs> on the bench, and now they've got to sit there and make a decision. I'm, I know I'm not sure that's a specific.
1: go go Sunday. Just wait that's till Sunday. That's why you, you only draft
2: one running back in the first ten rounds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> did you
1: stick to that this last week.
2: I didn't actually. <laughs> I went running back, running back. If you paid attention, yeah, I did. Trust
0: me. Because those running backs disappeared in a hurry. Yeah, so, you, that's why
1: someone had to reach the for Antonio Gibson. Do have a relatively good pass defense, so even if he does healthy, it's not a
2: great matchup for him. Well, now it's, all, Reeland, it's a good matchup
1: for um, garbage time points, but yeah. it's not a good Rashad matchup. for that. is
2: suspended for the first four games, so that's their cornerback one to note. Still, they have visits. a great pass
1: rush, have a and Deshaun,
0: I'm just Deshaun, Deshaun Watson because there's gonna be some garbage time points. Garbage town, yeah. yeah, fine. That's you fair. guys think this is gonna be a garbage time kind of game? No, but they're gonna have to score points to with
2: the Chiefs at the very I least. I think, think that close. I think it's gonna be close and lower scoring. People say, I think it's gonna be sloppy and like a 20.
0: Well, this is 20, the first, yeah, yeah this first
2: game. game, no preseason. We'll
0: see what we get. Now, I'm well, making what, some assumptions, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Rager came back to practice to. Many people surprised. I think that – I imagine he's out there running routes and reporters are looking at each other going, so who's wearing his number? What's going on here? Because it looked like he was going to miss the season, at least miss the first little bit of it with a torn labrum, but he's out there playing. He, he, all accounts that he's going to wait until after the season to have that surgery, that worries me off the top. Just that worries me a lot. Playing yep. through that every week. So if you've got him, you've got to make that decision and monitor that throughout every week now.
3: I would yeah. just stash him. Yep, stash him. But if you do have him play Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, I think, because we've discussed it earlier, he has the crazy early seasons, and it's kind of a Will Fuller situation at this point where he's going to go off if he's playing, but he's going to get injured at
2: some point. We'll talk about Deshaun.
0: So... Save that for a little bit. I know where you're going with that because that's the next thing. But just to, to combine these last two together because it's the same subject, Miles Sanders for different teams and A.J. Green are both on a snap count repair, reportedly. Uh, we'll see how much that um, – how much that the snap count there is. I think A.J. AJ Green is probably be on more of a snap count than Sanders is, but it's just something to monitor for your your lineup and your roster going into those their uh, respective games.
2: I think Sanders is a guy who was kind of overdrafted this year off of the hype of taking the leap, and this is why. I mean, you, if a guy's never done it for a full season before, you take, you're taking a chance. I mean, obviously, we yep. are taking a chance on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but I don't know, man. I wasn't really feeling the Miles Sanders hype, and this is pretty concerning. He's already on a Same. snap count. If those snaps are in the red zone, you might be all right fantasy-wise, but you got to be worried about it. Oh, for so, sure.
3: You mentioned earlier having, you know, Mike Evans as your starter and then Brandon Cooks as your backup. Yep. Imagine if you had Miles Sanders and Tariq Cohen as your running back one and two. That would be pretty bad, right? <laughs> you mean, that would be, be really, horrible. It would be really bad, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, I don't know anyone that like, has that Johnny situation.
2: We <laughs> yeah. Well, he uh, auto-picked picked Miles you know. Sanders, to be fair.
3: But then he consciously he, picked he Tariq picked Cohen.
0: Him.
2: Yes. He made Tariq Cohen his RB2 on purpose.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, so there's no excusing that. So,
2: but that does bring us all this advice we're giving. That does bring
0: us to a next topic about sit them, start them. And we're going to start with, we've got every week, we're going to try to bring to you uh, kind of our opinions for that week, who are maybe the top two each that we would start and bottom two that we would suggest maybe sitting in those positions. So uh, start with quarterback and I'm uh, going to start with the starts. I imagine and, uh, Justin, start us off here. Who is your start at quarterback?
2: So, we're looking here. We're not going, like, we're not going to say Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, right? Like those, you're starting those guys. So, we're looking deeper if you're maybe trying to stream quarterbacks or you drafted two and you're not sure which guy to go with. I'm looking this week at Ben Roethlisberger. Now, we're, we have questions about his, his uh, offseason Tommy John surgery, I think he had. And so we're not 100% sure if he's back, but reports out of Steelers camp are that he looks great, that he's got a great rapport with rookie Chase Claypool, that Deontay Johnson has been dominant. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a super talented guy that's going to bounce back. And the big thing to me is they're playing the Giants, who have maybe the worst secondary in the NFL. And they signed Logan Ryan, who is going to get toasted. He is their best player in the secondary and it's not close ouch so just think about that secondary i mean logan ryan does a lot of things well but cover receivers down the field is not one of them i think ben roethlisberger if you're worried about his arm i think it's like does his arm hold up for the length of the season not is he good week one i think he's gonna be great week one i'm starting him in a couple leagues where i drafted stafford who has the bears defense this week And I'm playing the matchup here. I think the Giants are going to be terrible on defense, and I think the Steelers are going to be the team that's like, hey, we're back this week one. Greenlaw,
0: give me a sit.
3: So, JG touched on this guy earlier, but uh, my sit is Tom Brady. I think he plays a really, really good Saints defense. No, they didn't get clowny, but I still think they can get pressure with their front four. And Mike Evans is out. So his top receivers are Godwin, Scotty Miller. And then uh, after that, he's got, you know, 50, 50 tight ends. But I, I just don't think it's a great matchup for him. Demario Davis is a great cover linebacker. I think this is a bad, bad matchup for Tom Brady in, the, in week one.
0: Right. Sticking with the sit uh, method there. Uh, Zach, give me another
1: sit. Okay, I will go with Cam Newton, the the guy who replaced Tom Brady. And let me say this: while Cam Newton is always a viable fantasy quarterback, he was a um, fantasy viable fantasy quarterback because it was a predominantly rushing offense built by Mike Shula, and and that's what really helped him. Um, let me say this: I like mcdaniels i think that they are eventually going to get rolling with cam newton but i think it's going to be a slow start he's not a particularly accurate quarterback historically he's got a big arm but how much are these injuries and how much is the rust really going to affect him and then look at his wide receivers and tight ends his tight ends are strictly rookies if i'm not mistaken and outside of julian edelman his wide receivers are trash and then so then he's got to rely on Sonny Michelle and James White. No, thank you. And let me tell you something about this Miami defense. I wrote about it in my DFS article that comes out later today. It's two thousand dollars that at DraftKings. That is a sneaky play. For whatever reason, Miami always has the Patriots numbers at least one or one game out of the year. This is a good start. This is a team that has Xavier Howard that has um, Byron. Byron Jones that has Kyle Noy. They've added which Kyle Vannoy was. Guess where he was from? The Patriots. Brian Flores was defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Brian Flores is a really good head coach. This defense is probably going to really embarrass the Cam Newton coming back the comeback tour right out of the gate, just because it's not really gonna be Camden's any fault of his own. It's just the surrounding talent and how much their defense is just so much better than that offense on paper.
2: That's a nice call, Zach.
0: Thank you. I like that. So I'm gonna go at this one I, I toyed with a couple names here, but I end up going with one probably I probably should have gone with my other point, but I'm going to stick with it. Russell Wilson's a must-start for me just because he's going against the Atlanta Falcons defense, who was third-worst in team coverage last year, and they lost arguably their best part of that secondary in Desmond Trufant. He's gone. And they're relying on rookies now to replace that production, which I just don't see it happening, especially in the first game. There are pre-season, no preseason games. And I just think that Russell Wilson's probably a must-start anyway, but if you have any deliberation, if you're playing in a league where maybe you picked up – you know. Uh, different quarterbacks, and you're trying to pick between him and Matthew Stafford, I would definitely look to go for Russell Wilson here just because I think he's going to be able to put up numbers. Tyler Lockett would also be a good play in that. I just think it's a great matchup for Seattle. And since I went out of order here, I'm going to go back. Now we're going to go to running backs. So I'd like to go back to Zach here, and I'll, I'll go back in order here and, and keep it in order, and I apologize about that, guys. So, Zach, if you're ready, I'll let ready. you start with our uh, a must start at running back.
1: Raheem Mostert, and let me tell you why. He is the guy. He, they've already said he's the guy. He's the RB1 in a run-heavy offense where the whole offense runs through the running back. There you go. That's all I Question. got. I mean, there's just, no, there's just no reason not to start him. I don't think he's my start of the week or the top running back coming out. But he is. A, if you got him on the roster, depending on who else you have, you should start him.
2: Question. What do you guys think his odds to lead the league in rushing are in Vegas right now?
1: Ooh, negative or I'm sorry, uh six five dollars. I put, put seven hundred dollars down. Oh plus plus seven hundred.
2: Come 1500. on. Fifteen hundred. He's plus five thousand fifty to one to lead the league in rushing. I don't know. I would kind of still play that. I put five bucks on it. I would. Fifty to one? Come on, dude. This guy's going to be the RB1 for a team like you just said that wants to run the ball a lot. Now, he may have some competition for carries, but it's not like he has competition for carries on a team that's going to be 70% pass. You know, he has competition for carries on a team that's going to be run heavy. So he's still going to get his fair share. He's talented. He's the most talented back in that backfield, in my opinion. Now that Matt Breda's gone. Exactly, 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 exactly. and. Tevin Coleman and, and Derek McKinnon get hurt every sing, single season. So even they're if the Brandon Cooks off, and Will Fuller of running backs. If he starts <laughs> off in a timeshare, you know, it's only a matter of time before he takes over the whole backfield. So moving
0: on up here, my must-sit at running back is Le'Veon Bell. And it's more – I think that when I look at it, I don't like a matchup against the Bills for their coverage reasons, but they're solid defense across the board. I think that they're preseason ranking them in the top five as far as defenses – Defenses go, and I. But mainly, I'm doing this because I don't know what's going on in the Jets training camp as far as what they feel about Le'Veon Bell. There's been some mixed messaging for as far as his relationship with Gase. There's been some some coach speak going on there. I mean, Le'Veon Bell looks to be in great shape, and all reports are that he's having a good camp. But Gase finds ways to mess things up, and I I think he's overthinking this. And I don't know if if Bell is going to get the volume that a starting running back would get i wouldn't even trust him uh i'm not even gonna hit the button I'm, i wouldn't even trust him in the uh the flex this week
2: yeah
3: and bell and him have been kind of publicly feuding recently right. too I so guess. there's a lot of
0: red flags that to stay away from yeah. and Greenlaw, we're gonna go with you um here who is a must start
3: so it pains me to say because he plays <laughs> for the colts but uh i think marlon oh, max uh, a must start here i think Jonathan Taylor, being a rookie, uh, is a plus for Mac, especially this early in the season. We talked about Mark Ingram, you know, relinquishing some duties to J.K. Dobbins. I think that's the case here, and also Philip Rivers loves to dump off the ball and max the max the better pass catcher here. Not to mention they're playing the Jaguars, who will probably be one of the worst two teams, probably the worst team in football, especially on the defensive side. They're not going to be passing it a ton because that's the one thing that Jags defense has still is Josh Allen, who's a great pass rusher, but they don't have anybody to really stop the run. So I think the way the Colts win this game is running the ball, and I think Marlon Mack's going to have a lot of opportunity.
1: Okay.
2: Greenlaw. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Gravers, give us a a must-sit. So it's funny you mentioned Marlon Mack as your must start because I have his teammate, Jonathan Taylor, as a must sit for week one at the very least. Kind of crazy because if you drafted Jonathan Taylor, ADP 34 overall, RB 19. Meanwhile, Marlon Mack's going a whopping 58 picks later at 92 overall. But week one, if you start Taylor over Mack, I think you're asking for trouble. Like you mentioned the rookie factor. I think that's huge here. First game of the season, You're going to give the ball mostly to the guy that you have seen do it over and over again, Marlon Mack. I feel like Taylor just is going to be working slowly just by the nature of having a COVID-affected pandemic offseason – he has had fumbling issues in college. He was apparently having issues uh, catching the ball with drops in training camp. So even when the passing volume comes in, it's going to go mostly to Na- Naheem Hines, I think. Again, another yeah. veteran who's there. Why on earth would they put Jonathan Taylor out there this early when they have two capable backs already? Marlon Max in the last year of his contract. Why would they not grind him into the ground, get every ounce they can out of Mac, and before they let him go hit the free agent market and then start working Jonathan Taylor in? I can't imagine getting a productive game out of Taylor unless he gets lucky and falls in the end zone, which is always a chance, but I'm sitting him if I drafted him, which – I'm counting on that,
0: though. Yeah,
3: he would fumble before he got into the end zone.
2: There you go. Graver, let's stay with you here. Let's go to receivers now and give me me a person that you're looking to start. I think we've hit on him a couple times here, and I'll let you – give you the floor and let you go. So I don't have to spend too much time here because I literally put up his entire week one career stats on the screen last week if you watch YouTube, but – (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I might do it again, because I just had to hit copy and paste this week. But um, Deshaun Jackson is a must start to me at wide receiver because it's week one. And I know Jalen Rager is going to play, which, you know, that that is a factor here. You know, Deshaun Jackson was a stronger week one play before we found out Rager was suddenly healthy, or somewhat healthy. But I do think that the through a torn labrum is not going to be easy for a rookie, if especially Deshaun Jackson's by far the most experienced, healthy vet, uh, receiver on this roster. He's has he's played with Carson Wentz. He had a great week one last year with Carson Wentz. I think that he does the same thing here. I don't think Washington has a very good defense. They play Washington, right? Yes, right? Yes. I, Washington doesn't have a very good defense. I mean, Washington doesn't have a very good anything. So I think we see Deshaun Jackson catch at least one long bomb touchdown in this game, and it could be one of those 152 TD days.
0: All right. Greenlaw, give me a must sit at the position.
3: Uh, this one's gonna be real short, but it's Devontae Parker, and it's because he's going to be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore.
1: Yeah, but he was really good last year when he was shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. I'm not buying it this time. Uh you're not buying the Devontae Parker hype. No. Well
3: I, I am later this I am later this season, but I do like I love Preston Williams. But I'm I'm out on Devontae Parker this week
0: this week okay and that's the name of the game where we're going week to week here so someone who may be our must sit one week maybe our must start the week after so we'll dive into that later and see how that goes but uh going on to me now i must start for me and we've touched on this about how porous the jacksonville jaguars um past defense is and i know what you said about josh or uh, yeah josh allen and promising young uh talent there but they also lost clay's campbell and from that front so i just think that you're going to get more than just the short game i think ty Heldon is going to eat early in this game, and I think he's going to put up some points. I think that he's a must-start, as much as it pains me to say as well. they All the camp reports is that Phillip Rivers, even though he may have a dead arm, he, he throws interceptable passes, but he at least throws it up. T.Y. Hilton has speed, and they were connecting all camp. And you, you rely on your veterans early, and especially in this situation, we've, we've harped on that so, so much. And when he has a matchup that is as good as this is, I expect T.Y. Hilton to be a must-start. Round us out with a sit. Unless anyone has anything to challenge me on T.Y. Hilton. Round us out with a must-sit there, Zach.
1: I'm going with A.J. Green. And it should seem like a, you know, a no-brainer to sit A.J. Green, who has missed all of off-season practice, or at least 99% of it. But you should sit him. Him and Joe Burrow have not built any chemistry. That's important. Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd have all the chemistry. Joe Mixon is probably going to get a lot of carries because uh, you know what a running uh, rookie quarterback's best friend is? It's a running back. There's just no place for A.J. Green on this Bengals team, in my opinion. I think that he basically is the Luke McCown of uh, wide receivers and just needs to be getting paid $12,000 to mentor and sit at home. Because at this point, if you're drafting him, you're in dire straits, man. If you are drafting AJ Green at all on your roster, that's a that's a bad move because he's still going higher in every draft I've seen and done. Tyler Boyd is still going after AJ Green. You guys are getting sucked into the name recognition, and you're going to pay for it this week if you start him.
3: I agree with I agree with what you said, Zach, but I do have to say you made a mistake there. You called him Luke McCown and his name's Josh. Luke's his brother, I think.
2: Oof. You think? Might have to look this up and put a correction on the screen?
3: Whatever. Yes. I don't claim to be right all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in this situation, that's true. But we're going to give Zach another chance here to uh, ha- go f- strive for perfection and give us a must start at tight end.
1: I'm going to TJ Hawkinson, and I, I also read about this in DFS – I, I mean, obviously, you start your Kittles, you start your Kelsey's, you start those guys. And I'm going to TJ Hawkinson, and he's gotten glowing reviews through, for his camp performance. I think that the Chicago Bears, they were ranked like 27th against the tight end in the passing game. This is a pretty good matchup, and I think that with Kenny Galladay on the outside and Marvin Jones on the outside, you're going to see a lot of him as a big slot, like we saw in Iowa. I think that he's a sneaky play for a week one, if you are in a mandatory tight end league, or if you're doing DFS plays.
2: And he had a huge week one last year, and that was like his only yep. good game of the season. So maybe that's oh, yeah. a pattern.
1: The Deshaun
3: Jackson, Will Fuller of uh, tight ends. Tight ends. There you
0: go. So a tight end, I'm looking to stay away from. Him. We we touched on this on the early early show. I'm trying to. I am staying away, far away from McCann is. Austin Hooper, to kind of point out what Zach said, people are going to get sucked into some name recognition. Listen, he's leaving a pass-happy offense for a run-happy offense. And put on top of that, his matchup is terrible. Even without Earl Thomas, that's a stellar secondary. They upgraded their pass rush. The Ravens are a fantastic defense. They're they're in the top three probably in the NFL as we stand right now. I don't like this for him. And it's not just the defensive matchup he has, but I don't think he's going to be utilized as people think he's going to. He was the was one we said to stay away from at the beginning of the season. And I'm definitely staying away
2: from him in week one. I will challenge you. Okay. Can I? Sure. I just think that, you know, they paid him a lot of money. And even if he doesn't have a great year, I feel like sometimes they got to justify the big contract. I do think that they're going to go mostly too tight end. So they will probably be very run heavy, but – a lot of two tight end I meaning he's going to be on the field a lot, a lot of play action. He might be the guy who's running up the the seam on a big play action kind of play. I I think that he stands a chance. I think if you drafted Austin Hooper, like you probably don't have anyone better in week one, right? You just kind of kind of hope that the Browns paid a guy that they want to play. I don't know. I'll count. That's what
3: I was hoping when I was drafting them. I'll yeah, count. I got him in one league.
0: I'll counter. Mm-hmm. It's the Browns.
3: <laughs> that does worry me in that they have a lot of weapons to feed and i don't know how they feed all of them yeah know yeah, they got two running backs they got two wide receivers and they got mm-hmm. austin hooper that's a lot of guys
1: but yeah. they just yeah. gave Someone kareem was- hunt an extension that we didn't talk about and let me say this True. if you're a nick chubb owner and you don't have kareem hunt i'd be a little nervous but if mm-hmm. you're a
3: kareem hunt owner and exclusively mm-hmm. a kareem hunt owner you did well you're yeah pretty good shape me. and i had on the that, back
2: i feel like that person in a couple leagues as well I do think that he's probably their best red zone target. So, like when you're looking for tight ends, you're, you're it's almost like which tight end is most likely to score a touchdown this right.
3: week? Because all it takes is you know a, sure, a touchdown. Sure. But to yeah, to
0: your point, there's a lot of weapons there that they can utilize in the red zone. It's just your your chances yeah, go down. So yeah, it, yeah it's just I'm not as comfortable with it as say if you're looking. But you made a good point. I mean, when it comes to tight ends, I hate saying sit start with tight ends because if you pick a big enough name, it's that's probably your only tight end. So what are you going to yeah. do?
2: You're Maybe. gonna have the same rebuttal for me for sure. <laughs>
0: All right, exactly. So let's go. Let's go ahead to your. Um, let's go ahead to Greenlaw's here. Uh, there his start. Uh, my
3: start's Hunter Henry. The uh, Bengals, I believe, gave up the 10th most fantasy points last year to tight ends, and they didn't really do anything to fix their inside linebacker situation. So uh, th- I'm going with Hunter Henry. He was really productive last year when he was healthy, and he's got Tyrod or. How do you pronounce his name? I think Turod. Taylor. T-Rod. Yeah. Tarod.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's my only ca- that's my only challenge is that it's you've got kind of an unknown of quarterback, right? We watched hard knocks, they made him look good, and I am all I'm all on, you know, the team to hope he he's an improved quarterback and he does well. But that's my only worry for Hunter Henry into the season is that if something happens to Taylor, he's got to go with Justin Herbert, who, who no one on the show, except for outside of me, had a little bit of interest in how he develops throughout the year. But if something happens, and he's got to go in. I don't think anybody's really like in that situation. So that's my he's only worry. He's
2: terrible.
0: There. Exactly. So, I mean, again, that's my worry <laughs> is that you've got a quarterback who's bounced around as your starter, who has, also has a bit of an injury history. And then you've got a rookie who... Three fourths think that's just outright terrible, and one fourth of this podcast think that he's just, eh, he's got some skills, he's got some some tools, but yeah, he's a rookie and he's not great. Right. I'm just so, assuming
3: that Terod doesn't get hurt in week one against the Bengals. That's all. That's all I'm asking for here is that Hunter Henry has one productive week so he can be a good start.
2: Yeah, I think that. that good. Sorry, I was going to say I think that the thing is about Ty, Terod Taylor is that he doesn't like to throw very well to the sidelines. He does not really like, that was kind of his thing in Buffalo. The last time he was really a starter for a prolonged period was he was really good over the middle of the field and he wasn't so great at throwing the like outs from one hash to the opposite side. Like he doesn't have like a laser arm, but Hunter Henry is probably going to be running most of his routes over the middle of the field. So he may end up leading the team in targets in week one. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, but that Chargers
0: defense is going to pick off Joe Burrow so many times and have so many touchdowns. Uh-uh.
2: Bengals are winning week one, baby. Bengals are winning week one. Book it. Let me get through my joke for the for the,
0: the LSU fan in our group here. Jeez.
3: Your joke sucked.
0: Yeah, whatever. That had sucked to
3: derail it. Uh, clip. All right,
0: thanks. Okay, JG, you give us a, a whatever's next for the tight end.
2: I it refuse must- to speak until you play the that sucked clip. I don't have it anymore.
3: Yeah, you do. <laughs> Come on.
2: I don't. <laughs> I, this is the place of it. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> my must-sit. Tight end this week is Jared Cook because the Saints added Emmanuel Sanders. I get really worried about the Saints' players in the red zone this year because they like to do this weird ass thing where they take out their future Hall of Fame quarterback, who's one of the best to ever play the game, and put in his place a guy who couldn't start at quarterback on a normal basis, but will be good, will be better than Drew Brees for one or two plays a game. I don't. He's buy making twenty one million
3: dollars a year. They have to play him.
2: They have no choice. they got to justify that contract. That is the reason that they – the literal reason they don't have Jadeveon Clowney on their defense. So, for that reason, I think Emmanuel Sanders being added to the offense, Michael Thomas, target hog already. I just don't know that Jared Cook stands a great chance to be as productive as he was even last season when he really kind of lucked into a bunch of touchdowns Is like, per – game touch numbers were not very high but his touchdown numbers were so i'm staying away from jared cook if you drafted him honestly like drop him and pick up joe joe johnny smith or noah fant or anyone else you can get your hands on eric ebron may be better than jared cook at least for week one going against that giants defense Speaking That's
3: really D- surprising D- you said he's not going to be very good because all camp they said how great this was going to be his breakout year, which is what we've heard for <laughs> 10 years. There's ten one years. thing I've
0: learned about him. If they say breakout year, you stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: hear that they're the only, I'm still three. waiting on the Ben Troop uh, <laughs> breakout year.
2: He only does well his first year with a new team. Yeah, this- Look that up. I- it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, JJ, we'll stay with you.
0: Give us a defense that you are looking forward to starting this week.
2: So this is a defense that I ended up drafting in a few leagues because I don't play in a lot of leagues with Titans fans, but I think the Titans defense are a sneaky, amazing value this year. This week is one of those weeks that they're going to have a lot of good matchup. They actually end up with Las Vegas projected win totals 31st most difficult strength of schedule. That's second easiest Zach. In case you needed that <laughs> clarification. Uh, he, so I think that the Titans defense going up against um, Drew Locke, who's in his first year with a new offensive coordinator, new quarterback coach, two new receivers, one of whom's not going to play, KJ Hamler. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton is great, but Drew Locke likes to stare him down and throw the ball late. And Cortland Sutton's a great receiver and he makes some really good catches, but sometimes it's not so great. I think the Titans' defense is better than it was last season. They traded Jarrell Casey for Jadeveon Clowney, so they got younger, more athletic, and more versatile. They traded Logan Ryan for um, Christian Fulton, who this is an area where you know week one rookie might be a bit of a concern, but they also have Jonathan Joseph who can come in and play some snaps if it's more of a zone coverage look. They have uh, Amani Hooker who can play a big slot type of role if they need to. I think that the biggest matchup, is going to be Noah Fant against Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard shut down Mark Andrews in the divisional round of the playoffs. I have a lot of faith in Byard here. I have a lot of faith in Clowney's ability to free up Simmons, Beasley, and Landry to get after the young quarterback on the outside. Two tackles for the Denver Broncos are their like, big weaknesses, a susceptibility to the speed rush, which is like the only thing that Harold Landry and Vic Beasley are good at rushing with. So I see the, the this. I feel like it's going to be similar to the Browns game last year where maybe the Titans don't win by 30 points, but kind of a slow game, kind of a defensive struggle for a bit as both teams are playing a little sloppy. And then the, the onslaught of turnovers hit as the Titans pressure starts getting home. Boom. Touchdown Titans defense scoring touchdown. on am going to football play them. <laughs> playoffs. You kidding me? All right. Playoffs? I'm
1: going to one up you a Jadavian scoop and score.
2: Oh, let's do it. That'd be awesome.
1: That would Imagine. be awesome.
3: It's important to remember though that Drew Locke is terrible. And that's another reason <laughs> to start the Titans defense.
2: The hype is, right. is 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 lying to people out there. I swear. Ben Albright is really high on Drew Locke. You'll hear that on Friday morning if you tune into the Music City Audible. We had Ben Albright on our podcast to preview the Denver. All right, Rogers.
1: settle down, beat Farmer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ben
3: Albright is a liar. That's you heard it here first. Oh man. <laughs> All right. All
0: right, Greenlaw. Tell us something else. Tell us, tell us the defense that you're staying away from this week.
3: Uh, the Panthers. So they play the Raiders, which on paper, I mean, are the Raiders really scaring a, a whole lot of people? Probably not. But the Panthers draft used every single draft pick this year on a defensive player. Their cornerbacks are terrible, uh, and all, all their players that they drafted this year were mostly front seven, and then at the end of the draft they drafted some cornerbacks, and they drafted a, a safety, Jeremy Chin, I believe. But this offseason has not been a good situation for rookies to be in, so I'm out on this defense maybe maybe long, long term. like Maybe next year they'll be good. But I'm very much out on this, this defense, especially in week one against the Raiders, who have a lot of uh, continuity.
0: All right, so moving on to mine, a, a must start for me is the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, because they're playing the football team.
1: That's all I have. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's pretty good, except for they're decimated by injuries. I think it's going to be a little bit easier for the Redskins to score. Or the gosh, oh they my did, it God. did it again. did it again. Wow. The, for the football team to score more than what we think. Congratulations, Greenlaw. Golly. <laughs> that, one, that one is permanent right there. Woo. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that one. But here is oh, this man. one. San Francisco 49ers are a definite sit. And you may be thinking, but they're playing the Cardinals. And they have all these this young talent and blah, blah, blah. That's exactly why you don't start them against the the Cardinals. Put up points against the the 49ers. They did last year. They'll do it again this year because they're a team that puts up points. Whether they win, who the hell knows? But they have DeAndre Hopkins, who just got a nice contract. A healthy Kenyon Drake for the most part. I know there was a little concern, but he's healthy now. Chase Edmonds is no loss. Christian Kirk is no slouch. Kyler Murray, they're going to sling it. They're going to put up yards. They're going to put up points. Do not start San Francisco's defense this week. So it's a bad matchup for a good defense, but let's move on real quick.
0: Uh, Stay with you, Zach. Let's give a, give us a must start in the
1: (sighs) Antonio Gibson, baby. You knew I was going to bring it up. I know the JD McKissick is the starter on the depth chart. Give me a break. That doesn't really matter. We all know JD McKissick at first off is going to only see a little bit of work, but if you want the chance for this offense to score, it's going through Antonio Gibson. It's going through Terry McLaurin and it is Antonio Gibson versus this slow broken Eagles defense. They're finding ways to get him the ball, whether he's a running back or whether he's a wide receiver, they're going to find ways to give him the ball. Antonio Gibson is the perfect PPR kind of flex that you should be playing this week for sure.
0: Close my app. Sorry. All okay. right. So let move on. That's me. Uh, I'm sticking with the running backs here and I'm staying away from it. And I cheated here because it's, but it, I, I think they're a sane person. Stay away from the Denver Broncos running back situation. Sit it, find points somewhere else. I don't like their matchup regardless. And they're going to split carries. It's going to drive you crazy this season. Try
1: to get out of it. That's all I got. If you have to, have to play one and you got both, play Philip Lansing. He's just a yeah. better running back.
0: I actually had no own him. written in before I, I crossed it out and put the running back. So I agree with you one hundred percent. There, go ahead and trade him. <laughs> yeah, Greenlaw, uh, give us a a must start flex. I to hit it.
3: So he he once was referred to as BC Johnson on this podcast, but his name's actually Deontay Johnson. And I'm a, BC's a I am a he's a different
0: guy.
2: Please for a minute.
3: I know, I know you called him no. B.C. one time. <laughs> the first time you we brought him,
0: Deontay? him up. B.C. <laughs> Johnson don't look like that. I
3: Yes, yeah. that's the whole reason You're you found out about B.C.
2: Johnson. I was. I was very confused.
3: Yeah, that's true. Uh, the hype around Deontay has been huge this offseason. They say he's going to play the Antonio Brown role in this in this offense. And the Giants' defense is terrible. Uh, as JG said earlier, Logan Ryan's their best secondary player. Oof, I, I see a saf- I see a safety now. Is that what he's branding himself as? I don't as? even
2: know if he is. Is they that what they signed Peppers him as? Too, which I don't even know if Jabril Peppers is good or not.
3: He's <laughs> never been good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so a, a great situation for the Pittsburgh offense as a whole. And I think Johnson's going to have some opportunities to score here.
2: He's listed as a corner. Logan Ryan, I'm So. Sure
0: focus focus all right give us uh run us out with the must sit with uh in this in this position and then give us your sleeper of the week
2: jg so my must sit here i'm sticking with the rookie running backs is cam Akers? all the reports out of the the rams camp are that the mcvay's plans to split the carries in the backfield malcolm brown's there cam Akers Ooh. is there daryl henderson is there i this was a guy we were high on from his talent But his situation just doesn't look great. I don't think the Cowboys have a particularly good defense, but Cam Akers is a guy I'm like, wait and see how the Rams use him before I put him in my starting lineup. And then my sleeper of the week is Chris Thompson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I don't advocate for starting any Jaguars, but if you have to, Chris Thompson is not going to be a bad play here. I think Indy gets up and kind of controls this game from the beginning. They got a way better line play on both sides of the ball I think Indy does so I think that Jacksonville is going to fall behind they're gonna have to pass the ball Chris Thompson is going to play a lot because of Raquel Armstead being on the COVID list and obviously Leonard Fournette is no longer on the team so I look for Chris Thompson to play a lot and catch a lot of passes in this game
0: you know I'll give us a sleeper
3: my sleeper is Zach Moss we've talked about him on the podcast before uh, they play the Jets the Jets blitz a ton Josh Allen is not a good quarterback Throwing the ball. He's a good runner, but I think they stick to the run game here. And Moss has some opportunities.
0: I'm going with rewind the podcast and go back to Greenlaw's must-sit defense for the Panthers. And that's my reason my sleeper is Henry Rooks. I'm not saying that I expect a ton out of the rookie this season, but I like the matchup for him this week. And he's got something that you just can't teach. Maybe work at it, but he's got some natural. Blazing speed, four two seven in the forty, I believe, and I just think that he—it's going to be a situation where they take advantage of that, especially if they just tell him to go, take advantage of the of a poor. He's going to get some big shots, and he's going to he's going to get his points probably off three or four catches. But they're going to be there; they're going to be long completions, and maybe a couple touchdowns. It's going to be one of those weeks where he's going to now lie for the rest of the season because he's going to put up a massive amount of points in this first week, and it's going to be very spotty throughout the rest of the season. So, if you're ever going to start him, he's my sleeper for this week.
1: Zach, finish this up. I am going with Corey Davis, and I think that he's fully healthy, and this is a prime matchup for the Titans' offense. No Von Miller, slow Jarrell Casey, Bradley Chubb on a pitch count, and then he has to go up against these guys, A.J. Bouye and Bryce Callahan. Give me a break. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown are going to feast. I think you're going to see a hundred out of Corey and a touchdown. Like I believe that this is the Corey Davis breakout season. He's in a contract year. He's fully healthy. He knows that if he wants to get paid, he's going to have to perform. I think that Corey Davis breakout game right now.
2: You know, he had a pretty good game against Denver last year. Not like a great game, but I mean, he had three catches for 36 yards, but all three of those came from Tannehill, which he didn't enter the game until after the third midway through the third quarter. So, you
0: know, Full disclosure, if you hadn't already taken Corey Davis, that was going to be my sleeper. So I love that pick, Zach. Oh, no, no problem. problem. Thank
2: you. Hopefully
0: everyone else can agree with us and, and be like-minded and, and use this advice for your rosters. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong. Talk trash. We're all here for it. It's Wait, we be- didn't answer Craig's question. Oh, Craig oh. Wiley, you have a question. Uh, does anyone have it pulled up? Because I don't.
3: He was asking who to start versus amari cooper Le'Veon bell and julian the edelman. answer is amari
2: cooper and yes.
3: it's
1: not even a question oh, you always start your studs those other two guys are not studs now why i am high on julian edelman higher than most because everybody's kind of sleeping on him he's like in a fantasy purgatory for whatever reason but amari cooper's a stud you always start your studs yep yep
0: i agree so thank you for catching that thank you for including that thank you for the questions keep them coming we'll try to track them and answer them throughout the season because we what's what we're here to do we're here to make you help you make the hopefully tough decisions tougher than that uh for, for your life. <laughs> so if he so, asks
3: us a question though when he's playing one of us oh, I'm gonna i don't do whether I we just don't give him answer him. or we give him terrible advice i don't know what we'll do then
2: i mean if he's well, not playing me i'm giving him the best advice i got if he's yeah. playing zach i'm helping him beat zach
0: <laughs>
3: good
2: <laughs>
0: luck well, that is going to wrap up one team. for us this week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Number one team is going
0: down at some point. You just And J.G. is going to do all he can to make that happen. Remember to be sure and go and check out all of our other podcasts and articles that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Remember to go ahead and today, your last chance to check out the 30% off of premium membership for life with the keyword, or the code word, excuse me, Clown Town. It does end, kick off the Thursday night game between Kansas City and Houston. Glad I got that right this time. So make sure you reach out, follow, uh, Broadway sports, uh, at Broadway TM, the show at flat flex on Broadway. Follow Zach at F pod, JG at Titans film room and Greenlaw at Rob on Broadway. Also check out Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of good things happening there. A lot of good uploads. A lot of our social media is working their tail off. Give them some likes, show them some love. Ever subscribe rate five stars. See you next time. Flexers. See you buds.
2: Cheers. The football season. Years. Football, football season. season.
3: And knock around sunglasses. Knock
2: around sunglasses because it's too bright. beach <laughs> is so bright. They got you wearing shades.
1: All right, I'm going to bed. Y'all kept me up so late. It's 845 and we don't start till 920. Now, Ryan, <laughs> next week. right now. Listen, next Unplug week, the Ryan. before I come up Yes. <laughs> a Broadway sports media production.